This podcast contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. It's 2023, the off-season's gone. We've read enough in that chat. Thank God the footy's back on. The P4SS boys are back. For all your NRL super coach chat, we're playing for Sheep Stations. Stab Mandeva is here. Funny Man Trainer's back again. There's Gutsy and his chin list. And Mark's in the run on side this year. We're playing for Sheep Stations. The lurking tab lady from way out west is sure gonna put our patience to the test. We welcome back our friends of the show, Dane Shooter and Brownie. Okay, let's go. We're playing for Sheep Stations. We're playing for Sheep Stations. <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Playing for Sheep Stations podcast. And off the top, uh, just want to big uh, say a big shout out to our friend, Matt Trainer, one of our shepherds, who is uh, missing for the next few weeks uh, in the Daintree rainforest, I believe, today. Yeah, Daintree today. Yeah, yeah I think so. he, was, he was catching up with a few cousins, from what I heard. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, it started early. Guardsy. He's in camp. Well, yeah. He's a coogee. We'll, we'll head straight to you. Uh, I believe you're in New South Wales camp, so I'm dead to you. But, yeah, mate, um, I am. I, got, I went into camp early uh, Sunday night. I was ready to go. The moment uh, Para came off the field, I was in camp in Europe, Queensland Dog for the next week and a half. So that's uh... <laughs> Red Hot, I'm already looking forward to Thursday next week when we're friends again. Uh, Not if Mark, how's things? Oh, it's great to be back. Great to be back. Great to be back. Very good. Davo, all right. Uh, let's, let's get st- stuck into it. I'm our- good too. Yep. Yeah. Well, you didn't say anything. You're just <laughs> sitting there. But anyway. He's not talking uh, here. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, back in our blues gear too, I noticed. Right up. And I'm sitting here in my uh, Broncos jumper after their wonderful win, last minute win over all those, uh, yeah, Knights players, I guess. And then I shared the plane home with them, coming home from Brisbane. It was unreal. And didn't so fucking make the not, most. Not Greg Mars, you. He missed the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he missed the plane as well. But yeah. Anyway, uh, let's uh, recap the week that was uh, round fifteen. Gazi, how's your game, mate? Yeah, look, I thought I was in for a good week. It was looking good. Then Eli Katoa went blind in one eye, and uh, Mitchell Moses decided to brain it in the first thirty minutes as my captain. I thought I was in for a huge one, and then he did a classic Moses where he went missing for half the game, which. Makes me really excited for next Wednesday night. I think he got the call at halftime and uh, put his suit on. Well, fuck Freddie. Anyway, (laughs) I ended up scoring uh, 1,312, which I thought might have been good enough to maybe see a few green, but I saw some red arrows, not much, but went down 192 spots to 8,114. So still amongst it, but could have been better. Thanks, Garzik. Mark? The Electric Broncos this week scored. They were electric on Saturday night. Just that last play too. Just uh, yeah, twelve hundred and eighteen points. Ordinarily, you'd be pretty happy with that. But uh, I actually 
didn't write down the numbers, but I dropped, went down a bit over a thousand spots in the five thousands now. So dropped down a few spots, but uh, onwards and upwards. My highlights this week: um, the King. How about the King on the King's Love birthday the King. weekend? Love I'm him. just a bit disappointed he didn't, he didn't bust the uh, Gutherino out in the. He busted a little little one when Sevo scored. Did he? Yeah, tiny Do you blokes one. have to call him the King? He's a fucking flog. He's the king. Stop Come it. on. He's the king. Stop How it. dare you? Go Show away. Some off. respect. We had, a, we, had a, we had a holiday for him on Monday. You should you should yeah. show some respect. Oh, you That's can right. just go to work next King's holiday. Oh, I fucking will. <laughs> and my and my low light, like a lot of people, Nico Hines. I put the captaincy on Nico and he failed to deliver. Yeah. Uh, Davo? Yeah, I had what I thought was an okay round, twelve eighty eight, but I too saw red arrow seven hundred and thirty two of them. Well cooked Angus down to five thousand nine hundred and twenty. Um, Jerome Hughes was my highlight because I took a pun on him a few weeks ago. The low light was that I was captaining him right up until I looped Buller on ninety five because I was going to cop Sunny Luke's AE anyway. So I thought, imagine if I get the AE or get Sunny Luke and Jerome Hughes shits the bed and gets thirty. And I've looked a gift horse in the mouth like I had the opportunity last week. So, you know, got scared, took the 95, would have got plenty more, but still probably would have seen Red Arrow. So no, another, the the loop curse gets you again. The curse of the loop strikes <laughs> gets, again. Gets you again. I do want to, I do want to pump my own tires up. Mark rang yep. me with his trade. Oh, I'm going to sell, who were you selling? Croker or someone. Can't even remember. He was selling someone and he was bringing in Nicara, I think. And I said, no, not this week, mate. This week it's the it's the king's birthday. You need to bring the king in. Use your dual positions. Bring the king in. Two weeks in a row. Josh or two, Max. two weeks in a row. I have steered the shepherds into hundred plus scores. If only I could do it for myself. And we have praised you for it. Well yes. done. Yes, on the praise list again. Well yeah. done. Well done. Two weeks in a row on the praise list. When are you blokes going to steer me into a ton? Well, I mean, I, I don't know, but. Uh, Talking about that, I'll uh, get into my team. Uh, I saw green arrows this week, boys. Uh, 81 of the, the little things. That was, yeah, That'd be nice. Great. Uh, scored 1331. Uh, Captain Gutho. Uh, the king. The king. the king. I just thought, you know, it was it was time. He was due. Hey, keep it up. Keep it up. You're, you're making your way onto a list if you keep this up. Not the praise. I, I, I'm surprised I'm not. Well, yeah, I'm on the praise. I'm not list. talking about you. I'm talking about the blokes next year as well. They'll, you'll all be on it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so 1331, uh, Captain King Gutho thought he was due. And after getting that first try, that wasn't really a try, I don't think. Uh, I knew it was it was the day. Correct. So I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. I'd just like to... If Kemi Kamifas was a try the night before, or the day before, was it the day before? Dead set had to be a try. So, I think everything's a try. You wafted over the line, it's a try now. Yeah. So, yeah, well done to the Parramatta Seal. Uh, for their win last night. Uh, so that was good. So my highlight, obviously, captaining King Gutho. Low light was, uh, unfortunately, seeing Jeremy Marshall King not score many points. Um, he's got an injury, so we might we might bring him up a bit later on. But, um, yeah, it was it was good good week last week. Saw a couple of live games of NRL, which is great. Um, but into this week, a reduced round 16 in terms of the number of games. Let's get straight into our team list for Team List Tuesday. Uh, first game this week 
is the Cowboys versus the Panthers on Friday night. Gazi. It is. It is. And uh, Cowboys have obviously got a few changes. The young kids are back in labor. Valame. They do get Tommy Dearden back, which obviously Billy Slater wants him to play some footy rather than waste him as 18th man, which is kind of good to see coaches doing that. Big Lolo's amongst it too. And then obviously the Panthers are missing Leary and Luai, which sees probably the worst halves pairing I've ever seen in Jamin Semin and Jack Cogger. I think I I think you could whoa, put whoa, me whoa, in whoa. There's a game I, a bit later on that's probably got a worse halves pairing than that. I honestly think you could put me and Dave out there and we could steer the ship better. We might not last 80, but for 40 minutes we'd give him a red hot crack. <laughs> what 40 minutes? Wow. Yeah, because I'd spend 10 in the bin. <laughs> so what for? What do you reckon you get sent for? Ref oh, abuse. Yeah. Ref abuse, crowd abuse, Descent. other player yeah. abuse, touchy <laughs> abuse. Pulling hair, would you? Oh, I'd pull some that? hair. Yeah. We're all <laughs> grips. Upawadis. Jake Granville's hair would be pulled. Yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, back. So you'd back only spend the... 10 in? 10 in the bin? No, I'd probably spend at 30. At a time. 10 I'd at a time. I'd play 10 minutes. I'd play 10 and spend 30 on the. I'd be like Victor Radley. Victor Radley. A good super coach option for teams to bring you in then. (laughs) But obviously, uh, the big news for people, if they hear him, Peachy's back. So obviously, you might get a few more out of him. But it'll be interesting how Penrith go. I think they could struggle. And we might see the Cowboys put on a bit of a score, maybe. It'll really test the Panthers' defense, I think. That's because Stephen Crichton's 18th man for New South Wales, which Freddie obviously doesn't care. Yeah, Freddie's a shit bloke, obviously. Billy Slade is a wanker too, though, so evens out. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Let's push this along. The three o'clock game on Saturday between the Knights and the Chooks. Yeah, so Caelan Ponga, big effort last week against the Broncos. I think he's certainly a buy option now, sitting um, at a pretty good price, especially for those that can shuffle a few around from, and, and the duels helps there. Greg Marsu, very disappointedly been dropped discipline issues like why do they choose now to start to enforce discipline issues at the Knights? They've got blokes snorting lines and have been sick and allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. but now that you miss the bus on a Sunday morning, all you want is a sleep in, you miss a game, please. Wait, um, Big Greg needed a sleep in for all the hit ups he has to make because of his yeah. lazy forwards. Please, they had the early game on, on Saturday, they had the 5 30 game. Please. He might have gone to honeybees afterwards. If I got enough sleep Saturday night up in Brisbane and I didn't get home until late, please, Greg, get on the plane. Don't Greg, know. Greg might have gone to Abracababra. <laughs> he might have got to spend, yeah. spend Sunday morning on the uh, on the throne. Brasco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the Roosters' side, Manu back to fullback, I think, is an exciting thing for owners. Uh, makes me question not owning him. I'd, I'd like he, he goes very well at fullback. Um, Billy Smith back in, Sandon Smith back in. If only Brandon Smith was available, we'd we'd have a packet of chips on every every part of the uh, field. So um, I don't know. I think Billy Smith's just you keep him if you've got him. Sandon Smith, I don't think you keep. I I don't think you'd buy him just yet. So yeah, I, I think Manu Manu and Ponga out of that game are the two that interest me. I suppose. Okay, heading into the 5.30 game between Parramatta and the Manly Seagulls. 
Yes, well, Ryan Madison, reliving his junior days, named at six. You reckon they're giving him the 16 jersey and they've just taken the one off? Because surely he's not fitting into this. These arms aren't getting in the six jersey. Midriff. Yeah, midriff. Well, I'm surprised he plays with the jersey on at all, to be honest. Doesn't just paint a number on his back. Uh, I'm in. You're in? That'd be great. There you go. Ogden comes into the side at prop for Junior Paulo. Joe Offerhengawi on to the bench after overcoming his calf injury. Um, for all us Parramatta fans, the big news for me was no Josh Hodson. So Hands will play 80 minutes at hooker again, presumably. I wrote, I wrote down, this is a good one, Brendan's hands are full. Mm. Yeah, full game. Do you like well that? Done. Yeah, that's good from you. Yeah, well good done. for me. Break that even of eight, 40 points last week. Um, cheaper than Sonny Luke. Yeah. Interestingly for the Eels, Sean Lane was named on an extended bench. So he's obviously close to uh, coming back into that team as well. And for Manly, Anthony Seabold persists with uh, <laughs> KO Weeks at fullback in Turbo's absence. Garrick in the centres again. Uh, and the big news, you'll like this, Guardsy. Jake Arthur named at halfback against the Eels. Para's going to have to big rename news. all their calls, aren't they? Or, I don't know. The way Jake played, he mightn't have known him anyway. So. Mate, he could spend the night with his dad and his dad could teach him every single play and it wouldn't make a difference. He's chic. I think um, for those that... Big watch... shout out to Jake. <laughs> big fan of the show. <laughs> I think um, for everyone that's on... Watched Garrick score really well at centre last week. Without DCE and without Turbo, I think it's a bit of a... I wouldn't be going... Near, I'd be playing him, but I wouldn't be going near him for the captain. Imagine if you had the choice not to play him because you have that many players. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, not that it matters anyway because you just sort of take your best 13 this week. But, yeah, imagine having those options. Yeah, just think steer clear for the captain and vice-captain. Chasing last week's points, you don't think it's uh, worthwhile? I wouldn't be. No. Okay, moving into Sunday's game, uh, game five. Uh, no, four. game four. Game no four. Thursday game. No Thursday game. So we've still got the one game on the the one more game on the Saturday uh, between the Tigers and the Storm. So uh, looking through this team here, we've obviously got some big outs. Um, Xavier Coates being selected for Origin, um, which brings in George Jennings on the wing for for Melbourne. Um, months are being picked. Jonah Pezzett's back in the team. Uh, so we just start with the Melbourne team. Uh, Harry Grant, he were rewarded owners last week, didn't he? Uh, but yeah, Bronson Garlic in to hooker. Uh, Sims for Katoa. Yeah, and Ellie Katoa's out. So Tarek Sims starting on that edge. I, I know when Sims signed with, with Melbourne, a lot of people were looking at um, him on the edge, but he just doesn't seem to get a decent run down there. So. Well, he was injured. I think he's been injured a couple of times. Did you say Katoa couldn't come back on guardsy because he went – was that a joke? He went blind? No, no. He passed his HIA, so he went off for a HIA. Katoa, yeah. But couldn't come back on because he had a cut He got a cut and he, and he said he couldn't see. Didn't Josh Maguire play well, with one eye for his whole career? He didn't stop yeah, Lemuelu either. Josh Maguire's not soft. Obviously, Lumi, Ellie Lumi, is soft. <laughs> That's it didn't stop Lumi Lumi. That Blake's looking. Lumi Lumi doesn't look straight. <laughs> wow. Lumi Lumi is a cheat code. <laughs> he can see both sidelines. Although I did watch um, Parramatta reserve grades 
let 68 points through and they most of them went down his side. Yeah. He so couldn't playing, see the ball. He was playing it was in, in the centres. Clutching at shadows in the centres. Yeah. Uh, so off to the Tigers uh, team now. There's a few, few changes there. Obviously, they've lost Luke Brooks as their halfback. So Brandon Wakeham into seven. Stafford Toa uh, is the new six. Gardzi, who did you say were the six and seven for the yeah. Panthers? Ogger and Salmon. I think yeah. Stafford Tower and uh, Brandon Wakeham said, Tip hold Jeans. my beer. Rang Ivan Cleary out yeah, and said, hold my beer, Ivan. <laughs> yeah. oh. No good. Uh, big Stefano. I know uh, there was a few people that have uh, held on to Stefano for these next two buys, but uh, he's been picked by Freddie. So um, well done. Congratulations to Big Steph. He could be one and done like about 20 other blokes that Freddie's picked. Though. Jamie Bura. Well, Freddie didn't pick him, but yeah, one and done. Anyway, John Bateman uh, back at lock, but he's got the captain's armband this week uh, for the Tigers. So um, looking for a big game from Johnny Boy. Um, Tommy Talao on the bench. There's a young guy, uh, a hooker, yes. that they've got massive wraps on, Talon De Silva. He's probably not a go this year, but he's definitely someone, if he gets yeah. a little bit of game time, just to watch for not, future years. Not too many games. We don't, we don't he's, know him playing he's, too He's much. an East Campbelltown boy. He's meant Is to be he? a gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's real good. Gets out of hooker too. Has a run. Yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me if he takes over Simpkin after next week. Just, Simpkin, just hold, week. just hold until next season, so we can pick him up as a cheapie, yeah. a genuine cheapie. It'd be nice. Hey, he's not going to play anyway because Appy's there. But well, Appy's not. How long's Appy out for? A while. Well, not, right. Broke not, eight eight or, not eighteen months, five or six weeks, I think, is what they said, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know whether Appy Coruscant has really been uh, on people's super coach radar, but he's obviously another big out for the Tigers after breaking his jaw last week. Um, moving uh, to Sunday's game now between Cronulla and the Bulldogs. Cardsy, Cardsy, hit it with I us. Think this is you, right? Yes, your go, mate. It is me. Um, obviously, Nico not getting selected is great news for most people that held him, at least. Or people that might be bringing him in this week. Yeah, that's true as well. He'll be heavily traded in. I think it makes the Sharks look very good this weekend with a very strong side against a Bulldogs team who doesn't really have anyone out anyway because they've probably gotten better defensively with Josh Adokar being picked for New South Wales because he can't tackle anyway. But, uh, yeah, I think, especially after last week's game as well against Melbourne, we might see the Sharks put on a bit of a score, I think. So if you've got any Sharks, just throw a captain on one of them and you'll be cheering. But Perez was, I thought, last week without his strapping as well around his knee, looked a bit more comfortable. That's because he didn't have any left after they strapped his elbow. Please, did you see that thing? He was fully mummified that whole elbow, the whole yeah. arm. At least he could run, though. He just from can't shoulder run down to wrist. It was just full taped up. So yeah, they didn't. They couldn't strap his knee. They just said, "It's one or the other, Jacob." <laughs> and he's picked the elbow. So yes, Harry Edwards also gets to keep the lock spot. He played about sixty on a weekend again, but his PPM is pretty average, to be honest. Because he came on and played about twelve or thirteen minutes at hooker. Yeah, and just passed off the ground and did nothing. Made a few tackles, but and this other fourteen on the bench, Khaled Rajab. I don't know. They found him in Bankstown somewhere and offered him a contract. That's all I can figure. Because he he, fast. I think he played for Lebanon in the World Mate, Cup. It's but he uh, should be fast. He's running from the police all the time. Well, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. 
Hey, guards, he, mo- he moved pretty fast getting out of Sevo's way. Yeah. He actually reminded me a bit of you. He's got the same sort of beard, like looks a bit like old guardsy. Were you that fast, guardsy? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're really off me, aren't you? His brother, so his, me. his brother got all the speed. Yeah, right. He got the speed. I got the, you know, the toughness, the grubbiness, <laughs> whatever you, grubbiness, whatever you want to call it. Same thing. The abuse, well, the, you didn't get the abuse, you give the abuse. Correct. Anyway, um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I guess for the, for the dogs, there was a lot of talk about Matt Burton being in the New South Wales team and he's being brushed as well. So I know there's a few people that have uh, bought Matt Burton as their extra halfback and kicking goals. and But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's obviously rewarding owners, but. The other one, Skelton's still around that bench. Can they just give him a game or something? Something, please. Well, he's not going to play enough games because he's not going to beat Karaz or the Fox. So you need a long-term injury to one of them probably to see him and make Great it relevant. Burns. He's yeah. still floating around too as an outside back. So they've obviously gone with Burns this week. I wonder if Braden Burns will be able to run this week. That'll be interesting. You're back. You're fucking oh. frozen. That was that was strange. just like all those New South Wales halfbacks on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, just before we wrap up the teams for this week, so that's obviously all the people that are playing. But just uh, in case you've been living under a rock. The Titans, the Rabbitohs, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Dragons, the Warriors, and the Dolphins all have the bye this week. But interestingly, don't load up too much on Sharks, Tigers, and Dogs players because they have the bye next week. Correct. So that's the team news for round 16. This is This is hustles. We've heard that sound. We know that Guardsy is fired up. He's in origin camp at the moment. Probably just come off a boxing session himself. So Guardsy. Hit us with your chin list as he takes a sip of his beer. Yeah, but it's a Queensland beer. It is a Queensland beer. Imagine. Imagine Wait, that. Let, let's be honest. No one I should just give you a Forex or a Powers. No one's drinking Tubies. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Yeah, uh, that bloke will drink anything. <laughs> first on the list is uh, Tino Fasaua Malawi, the Queensland Vlog. He's on a list just for being an absolute flog. And I did enjoy it when Jareem set him absolutely backwards. That was great to see Jareem, the dream, just showing Tino who's boss with the big fend and scoring a try. That was outstanding. And, you know, just the way Tino tried to act tough to Johnny, we all know what Johnny Bateman would have done to Tino. Johnny's from the rough part of England. Johnny would have absolutely fed him, fed him. It would have been great to see. But Tino's a cat as usual, and if, if, Tino wouldn't be as tough as he looks if blokes were allowed to throw punches, I can tell you that much. Next on the list is Isaiah Tass. He's on the list because my man, AJ, could have scored another three on the weekend, but once again, Isaiah Tass is trying to do his best Bradman best impression. All he needs is a sh- couple of shit leg taps, and he would probably be Bradman best, but one, he's another hog as well. So I just love bringing in all these wingers that just have hogs 
on the inside of him. Next on the list is uh, he's he's the man of the week. I got sprayed for not having any refs. So Chris Butler's on the list, or as Dave Alok's according, Jared Butler, <laughs> for some strange reason. But uh, Chris Butler's on the way, list. First of all, he's probably the most unfit ref I've ever seen. The bloke looks like he's absolutely battling every week to even get back to 10. So how he's meant to make decisions is beyond me. But he's a cheating dog, in my opinion. Some of the decisions he made on the weekend were a disgrace. I know the Broncos were shit, but we looked pretty good compared to Chris Butler's performance, in my opinion. He's a cheating, tall dog, and he needs to fuck off. He's got big hands, too. I did a bit of research today. Huge hands. Yeah, well, he can go fuck himself, then. <laughs> Next on the list is uh, one of my most hated blokes. It's uh, Jared Wurrahargo's. Honestly, he's an absolute flog. Any bloke that wants to be tough and spray... I get the spraying water. That's all fun and games, but throwing a water bottle at a bloke, you're real tough, mate. I think it would have been great to see Spencer and his crazy eyes throw a couple. I think he would have... I've I've always wanted to see Jared get belted. He acts tough because he knows no one's going to punch him, but Jared's a cat. And Spencer would have absolutely fed him. Who's next? Oh, Fox. Fox League is on the list, boys. But, you know, it was the Monday public holiday. I thought, oh, how good is this? I'm going to sit down and watch some footy. Turn it on. The first two blokes I hear is Warren Smith and Blocker. Like, it's a public holiday Monday afternoon, and you're telling me the only two blokes available are Warren Smith and Blocker. You can't give us a Vossie or someone like... Get fucked, Fox League. What am I paying money for to listen to Blocker dribble? What about the Moses play when he was standing next to Burton off the scrum, charged it down, and Blocker and Warren Smith were carrying on saying, why hasn't he put it down? Maybe because the ref blown his whistle 10 seconds ago, you old dumb fucks. Honestly, who pays these blokes? They're not even watching the game. Apparently, they they weren't even at the ground. So Fox well, isn't even sending commentators to the Sydney grounds when they both live in Sydney. They called it off the screen in at Fox Studios, I read today. Well, no wonder Fox is on the list. They're flogs. And the final one, I don't I don't remember who it was. I was pretty intoxicated by this point. Um the video ref of the para game. Does anyone know who it was? Jared Butler. <laughs> one of your best. Um, but anyway, that Gutho try, that Gutho try, not a try. I don't understand how he had two looks of it and said that Gutho, that that uh, Penasini hadn't touched it. There's no chance in the world he didn't touch it. Shouldn't have been a try, and mainly because you all call him King Gutho, definitely should not have been a try. And the final should have one, double points for it. Should have been worth double. Ben Cummins was the video ref, mate. Well, that doesn't surprise me. He's a bold dog, so. The final one is just uh, para fans in general. You're all on the list just for calling Gutho King Gutho. You can all go fuck yourself. You're almost as bad as Queensland dogs. Ah, long live the king. And while we're at it, we might as well just add Queensland dogs to the list now. (laughs) So, yeah. Dan, mainly you and that other fake. Queensland dog too. That's 
kissing his cousin right now. <laughs> I'm not going to... Yeah, I'm Holding just, hands with his girlfriend but kissing his cousin. Yeah. And playing the that, banjo. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me one bit. Wow. What a list, Gardzi. Um, Well done. Uh, I thought I was going to escape being on the list there for a minute there because you, you had about five last ones, but uh, <laughs> you've uh, managed to squeeze me onto the list. Praise list this week. I'm just going to jump in with a quick praise list. On behalf of uh, your brother, Davo, I'm just going to say you, you get on the praise list again. Maybe your photo should be on the praise list. I think um, I should be the poster boy. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Self-praise. Self-praise. That's yeah. it. That's the best type of praise. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Dave, I was on the praise list. I just want to praise the Australian cricket team mm. uh, for, for winning the World Test Championship. Uh, that was just great viewing. Prime time here in, in Australia. It was unreal to sit back and watch a few of those uh, wonderful deliveries from my man, Scott Boland. It was wonderful to see Scotty uh, get the job done. Cameron Green, some wonderful catching from him. Steve Smith as well. So, well done to the Australian uh, cricket team. For... Even the one Cam Green dropped, no, they gave it to him. The hey. thing that about, impressed me the most. What about the one that he left when it bowled him? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. not the no. first time we've seen that before. No, the thing that impressed me most about that game was uh, India got fined a hundred percent of their match fee for slow over rates, and Shub. Shubman Gill got fined an extra 15%. So Shubman had to pay to play in that game. Well done, mate. After he after he had a sook about Cameron Green's catch. So he literally had to pay money to play in that game of cricket. Yeah, well, he probably made a couple of mil out of the IPL, so I don't think it'll hurt him. Yeah, good. That's 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 good stuff. Thanks, Mark. That, that was good. But yes, congratulations to the Australian cricket team. Uh, it was wonderful to see some cricket in the Ashes just around the corner as well. So I know there's a few really big cricket fans in this podcast. So You're looking forward to guards. Guardsy, the traditionalist, he told us last week he loves the uh, Test match game. Yeah, yeah, mate, not, not, not about the. I'm not here for this twenty twenty business. I'm here for the low and slow stuff, just like yeah. a barbecue, <laughs> mate. Low and slow. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the purist there. So yes, uh, well done to the Australian cricket team. Uh, moving on this week to DMs with Davo. Davo, there's been a few people sliding in this week. Yeah, there, there has been. We've got a video message for a bit later. I think we're going to use um, young Austin's uh, question in our talking points. Uh, his dad's also got part of that I talking ex- points. I got excited so. when you said there was a video. I thought it was from a different... <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Austin. I'm excited with your video, champion. <laughs> wow. Okay, the first one we got Brody. He's uh, sliding in. He says, I have Moses and SJ at halfback. Picked up Moses for the round 13 clash and SJ last week. Do I keep them or sell one to Nico? So he would be playing. He would have thought he would have had Moses for this week, but that hasn't uh, eventuated. So he'd be without a halfback this week when there's a pretty juicy option there ready to play against the dogs, don't they? They play the dogs, the Sharks do, play yeah. the dogs. Yeah. I'll just give you a little insight. I've done a few stats around um, what Nico has done against bottom eight teams this year. So when he came back in round four from an injury against the Dragons, he scored 180. In round seven, they played the Chooks. They weren't in the eight at that time, I don't think. They were sitting about ninth or maybe eighth, but they scored 89 Against the Dogs in round 80, he scored 97. Against the Cowboys in round 9, he scored 126. 
And against the Knights in round 12, he scored 71. So lowest score against bottom eight teams this year is 71. So that's pretty good going. Uh, he meets a bottom eight team coming off uh, another halfback who beat him to the origin uh, off a pretty good score. I know he only played 30 minutes in guards his eyes, but if Nico can come out and replicate that against a Dogs team, do the Sharks have anyone? Who do the Sharks have playing origin? No one. No one. No one. So they're full strength. They're the best they're best they can be. So what's everyone's thoughts on that one, Mark? You got a thought around that? Uh, sell whichever one you like. I'd probably sell Moses um, because I think there's question marks about whether he backs up. SJ will definitely play next week, but I think you've got to have Nico against the Dogs have the worst defense in the league. They've let the most points in, I think. I read today. If if it's not the worst, it's pretty close. They've certainly got the worst points differential. Um, I think Nico is a must-have this week if you don't own him and you could sell either of those to to him. So she'll sell the farm to get Nico, you reckon? Yeah. Well, you don't have to sell the farm. No, because he's dropped. What's what's Moses? What's Moses at this week? Eight fifteen uh, point seven. Eight fifteen. So you could sell Moses. So you're gonna make to... money. You're gonna make Hines money make selling money Moses and make points. And if you cap when you captain Hines, you make double the points. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a no-brainer, Dan. What are your thoughts? And then SJ averaging seventy-four point three, uh, and is a hundred grand cheaper. I think SJ though is if you can cover SJ this week, I think he's got pretty good schedule coming up. Negative. SJ's coming off a, a ton as well, so he's got a, two tons in two a row. tons in a row. Yeah. But I was going to say, if you've got the trades as well, you could trade Moses this week for Hines, and then play SJ until he peaks in price. And if you're not happy with SJ when he peaks. Trade him back to Moses or something like or that. Or to Cleary. Or, 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 or Cleary. Cleary's going to be time for Cleary to come back. Yeah. So if you've got the so, trades, I don't see why you wouldn't trade for Nico this week. You can't not have a halfback playing this week. If well, I think don't. if you don't have Nico and Cleary in your team, you're going to want him back at some point. So why not just get him now? He then only is going to miss next week. Isn't he? Is that right? And if you've got yeah. SJ, then he's got coverage he's there. He's got anyway, coverage so. for, the, for the round 17 bye. So, if you don't have a halfback playing this week, I'd get you need Nico. You need him. Yeah. So the Warriors have the Dragons, South Sydney, and Parramatta, and the Sharks for the next four games. So, and they don't play. Do this they? Week. Do they play Souths on the bye round? No, they play Souths round eighteen. Okay, which could so, be a tough matchup. Which could be a, a tough matchup. So, yeah, I mean, Sean Johnson once again, like you know, we've we've talked about it throughout the year. Um, you know, he's one injury away. I would um, be selling Moses, though. Out of those two, I'd be selling Moses. Yeah. So, but if you still own Cleary, I'd be selling Cleary to get Nico this week. Like, if you held Nico to have a look at what happened, um, I'd be holding off. Fair enough. All right. Next question. Hope that helps. Brody, first time first time question in from Brody. So, Thanks, Brody. Well, I think we've got another first time question, unless it's someone else. Uh, Sliding in, but Robbo, how do you select your captain and vice captain each week? Do matchups come into calculation? I've nailed three captains all year. When I read that question, I thought, well, three more than me. Fucking show off, I say. Three. <laughs> um, it could be Trent Robinson and maybe he's secretly <laughs> asking about halfbacks. So um 
Garzi, do you want to do you want to go into how you pick your captain and vice captain each week? Yeah, usually my vice captain, I try and go someone that's got a good matchup, or if not, I go someone who I feel something down in, deep in my loins. That's usually down in the plumes. That's usually how I go. But yeah, and then obviously captain, you look at your matchups. You look at who Nico is playing, who Clear is playing, who someone like Reese Walsh was playing. Walsh when he was killing it, Latrell. You got to look at matchups, obviously, and you look at if they're playing a team that you know lets in points. They're obviously someone you're going to look at to captain, especially if they're a goal kicker. Yeah, as well, that helps as well. That's usually how I look into it. But VC, I like to take a bit of a risk early in the round. Pay, yeah, and see if it pays off. Because if it pays off, you're laughing and you've got an early jump on everyone. So, like the Thursday or the Friday games, is that where you're looking? Or yeah. the first Saturday game? Yeah, yeah, probably the first three games, three. And I've written down, I think I look at the key positions as well, fullback, halfback, 5'8". They're the positions with the highest ceiling, unless you... I think it's a bit riskier to captain a centre wing or someone like that, unless there's like a really standout matchup where a team is just letting so many points in down, like an AJ or someone. But AJ's typically someone who you'd prefer to put the VC on and hope he scores four or five tries. Um Mark, you got your any other... Your set of wings that you would captain are like your Isarcos, your Garricks, your Holmes, I think. But I'm probably more likely to VC them. Yeah. So like I usually have a throw at the stumps at someone who's got a really high upside yeah. from that you, center wing yeah. position. And you've then usually try got and... four or five guys in your team that are your captains most weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So And they are in that those key playmaking positions, yeah. primarily your captains. And you're right, you, you're then looking to those attacking upside players out in the centres and on the wing as your VC options. Like, I've I've had the VC on Buller the last two or three weeks and because, you know, he can get that try, he can get a couple of tries, he makes plenty of runs, get a couple of line breaks in there and you're a chance. Dan, you've nailed a couple of captains this uh, this year. How'd you find Gutho on the weekend? Uh, well, I originally was at Cody Walker and then when he got ruled out and that was purely based off matchups. So I like to sort of, for the captaincy, very much like to look at matchups and who is probably going to score a lot of points. Well, I know we've talked about some of these things before. Those attacking points are just gold. Um, and then I thought, well, you know, it's King's birthday. And, and really I was kind of left with no one else at that point. So Sarko had already sort of like I got I was busy over the weekend obviously up in Brizzy so I um yeah sort of thought well the Sunday game I'll be home to watch it sometimes I like to pick someone like that too where you can sort of cheer him on and um you know I, I work a lot on the weekends annoy, annoy Guardsy with no that's that's not why I do it Guardsy's a friend of mine regardless of what team he supports so it's a bit of a uh, hindsight but, hero I suppose and there's the pun intended yeah Nico Hines last week was really heavily captained, but Storm on the bounce back after a really hard loss were probably never going to be soft and allow those points. Plus the point I just outlined, Nico against top top eight opposition hasn't gone very well um, recently. So I think something to consider as well, sometimes like depending on whether you're trying to make up ground as well, you might want to go away from whoever else is captaining, um, like just to try and... Yeah, to, to make up some points. And like Gutho wasn't very highly captained this week. 
or um, people who captained Garrick this week or VC'd Garrick mm. this week were absolutely laughing, weren't they? I yeah. think I think also like another point that a lot of people don't look at is home ground, like playing at home versus playing Weather, away. Sometimes as well. So I think um, someone like Mike Acevo could be a vice-captain option when he's playing at um, home because he scores a bazillion tries. And if he does have one of those weeks where he scores four tries, no one else is going to be on him. So... I do yeah. like to have a goal kicker as either my captain or my VC. So last week I had a bit of a, a throw at Jared Croker, who probably should have been a low light, really. Uh, let me down. Uh, but, yeah, for his 300 game, but it clearly um, didn't do a lot. But I How think, good. I think How early, I think early in the round is usually when I when I like to pull the trigger on the VC. Um, just, yep. I've just on that one. I've just I've got uh-huh. excited now that you've said Jared Croker. How good was it to see Ricky Stewart not play Croker when they won the week before when he should have won and celebrated his 300th, to then play him down in Canberra, 6 o'clock, shit time, against a team that I think he was expecting to beat, and they got smashed. Yeah, the Warriors are a different Warriors, aren't they? How bloody good was that? Like, I think it says a lot about Jared as a bloke. Teammates didn't that, turn up for him. Oh, it just set my weekend up beautifully, I can tell you. It was even sweeter after Ricky's blow up in the yeah. press conference about all the Muppets and their leadership out of a book and he lives leadership. Well, well done, Ricky. You yeah. fucking lived it, didn't you, champ? Well done. Yeah. What a dickhead. What a dickhead. Sorry, whoa, didn't whoa, to cut you whoa. off. I just got it. That's fine. No need to just call Dicky names. No, that wasn't harsh enough, I don't think. No, he doesn't like calling up. people names either. Yeah. yeah. So and he did own up to it. He's a weak gutted dog. Yeah, he's the gutter. To use his own to use his own yeah. words against him. Uh okay, move it on. All right, sorry, mate. All right, we've got a qu- another new new uh person with some questions. Questions from Miss Nude Australia's creepy mum. I don't mind that. Miss Nude Australia's creepy mum. I just uh, like before you start this question, just say, I know it's you, you weak gutted dog, you bold dog. So piss off. <laughs> No, no, genuine. Fake account or not, I don't care where it came Send from. Send photos or it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> of Miss Nude Australia's mum. I don't want to see those photos. Yeah, I'm okay. She might be 30 years past the prime. Hold on. It could be a young mum. Oh, not if she's Miss Nude Australia's mum. Oh, well, she only has to be 18 years older. Well, not even. Oh. Please, you lived in Moray. Okay. Well, whoa, whoa. We've got a lot of listeners in Moray. Yeah, well done. Yep. And we've also got a lot of. Young anyway. family. Okay. Anyway, what's the so question? what to do with dual bags? Okay, what to do with dual bags and Cody Walker over Origin? Is Ponga to five eight for a fullback gun outrageous? Why would that and, be outrageous? I don't know. Well, he's just she's just what asking. What a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you got any thoughts? <laughs> uh no, I don't think that's outrageous. Let's keep it short. For everyone's sanity. No, Call that's it what it is, Mark. It's, it's fucking stupid question. I've written Walker is a hold. We'll miss this week and 20. Ponger is a great buy this week at 5'8. So I think that's what Why I'm doing. Why would you be who's holding the, Dylan Brown? Derek, who's the, the fullback that you'd bring in, though? If you're going to move Ponger from fullback or if you free up a fullback spot, who's the fullback you'd want to bring in for this week? This week, there's not many. You, you look at fullbacks. Say it, it's, it's the king. It's either Gutho or Dylan Edwards, but he's got a high break. Say his name properly. Fuck off. 
Okay, Gutho. Sweet, sweet baby king. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, yeah. But I think the thing with Gutho, which is why I, I picked him up against the Knights um, a few weeks ago, he turned up for me. Um, and I've I've sort of ridden the highs and lows of Gutho in the last few weeks, but I've sort of wanted to keep him because I knew he had that um, round 19 by coverage as well with Para playing all three big buy rounds. Um, so, yeah, Gutho, I guess, at fullback, and then you can move him on to Turbo or, you know, Keep him. Mm. Um, Turbo, Tedesco, Walsh, any, any of those big fullback options. Yeah. All right. The next question. How long can we hold Cleary? If the answer is not at all, who is the pick of the litter? I've got some thoughts around that. I think if you own Nico and Cleary still, I'd probably hold Cleary and save the trade depending on your position because you're going to have Nico this week. And then I don't really think there's another great choice besides Jerome Hughes. But if you didn't buy... Or SJ. Jerome, SJ doesn't play this week. Oh, for next so week, why not hold Cleary for another week and then you can reassess and then you might hear some word that Cleary's on track, going to be back. I mean, he's, apparently he's getting his own blood injected into yeah. the site. So who knows? The bloke's a freak. He could probably come back. Out. A six-week injury could be better after three. Well, I'm not trading in the halfback position. I know we'll talk about trades, but I, I'm running Nico and Cleary at the moment and I'm not making, I'm not pulling yeah. the so I wouldn't Cleary this week. If I've got Nico, I wouldn't be worried about the second one this week. I'd just be playing... Nico and hold Cleary. Mark, what are your thoughts? I'm doing the same as Dan. I've got Nico and Cleary already. And uh, who do I want to trade Cleary to this week? Well, I don't Moses really to, ultimately, but he... I don't really want to trade him to Burton because then Burton mm. doesn't play next week. I don't want to trade him to SJ because SJ doesn't play this week. Why would I waste a trade mm. doing that? Guardsy, you've got who have you got? You've got Moses and Nico. I do. Which my theory around getting both of them was. I knew both of them were going to be picked for Origin, so my theory mm. was I'd have either or. Whereas if, yeah, I was a bit worried Freddie might have picked Tynes, but he didn't. But yeah, so if what I do you do? Picked, what are you going to do next yeah. week? Like project into the future. What do you do next week if you've got Nico and Moses? Moses may or may not back up. Look, I pray that Moses backs up. Otherwise, I've got a loop option. Okay, that's probably my only other option. But if I had the trades, which I don't. I'd trade Cleary if only if you have the trades. If you don't have the trades, there's no point in trading Cleary. But how many trades them, would you need? How many trades would you need to have to be offloading someone like Cleary and Fafita, say? I suppose if you got around 20, 18 to twenty, I would. Mm. Good answer because that's what I've got and I've done that. Anything less better. than that, I think, yeah. Unless your rest of your sides looking pretty strong, you don't want to be wasting three trades on a halfback. Mm. Mm. That you're only going to bring back in later. Yeah. So. All right. So we'll call the DMs up there, even though we've got a couple, but we're going to we're going to move Austin's question down into the talking points because it's one of those uh, ones that just is going to initiate a bit of conversation. So hang in there, Austin. You're, you're, and he's you're, got bigger hands than Matt Trainer too. Your, your question will come up in uh, talking points. All right, talking points without trainer. Um, we're going to be without trainer for a few weeks. He's up north in um, cousin-kissing country, so we um, know he's up there. We won't see him again until after the holidays, I don't think. The school holidays, that is, for all of you non-teachers. Um, four or five weeks. Yeah, okay. yep. So um, we've got a talking point from one of our youngest listeners and one of our youngest fans. I think Dan's about to make him an official friend of the show. I have the power to do that. Yeah, I will. And uh, we're going to listen to a bit of an audio grab 
from young Austin. Okay, Austin, thank you. Uh, hopefully, um, the listeners can hear that. Um, but I'll just sort of paraphrase what you've said there, Austin. You are a friend of the show, buddy. Uh, I, I've got the power to make one in, one out. Thing. So who's out? Gagai. No, no one's out. No one's out. We, can we, we take can... a vote? Dane Gagai gone. See you later. Oh, fuck gone. Dane, you're still in. So yeah, buddy, you're in the you're in the theme song. You're still in. Um, anyway, uh, some some names I thought of was the Parramatta Seal, um, which was after the old footy show prank. Austin, get your dad to show you um, on YouTube, or you might be able to find it yourself. Uh, Shane Shackleton as Fui Fui Moi Moi on. He mightn't be allowed on YouTube. Okay, well, get your dad to show you then. Um, I yeah, I like when a player's name's kind of like involved. So obviously we had about training with Pain in the Harse. He was one of the OG Pain in the Harses. Um I liked one last year was pretty high up, Scrum and Coke. I thought that was a, a nice little play on words. Play on words, person team, like someone's name. Um yeah. Yeah, the play on names. I liked your name last year. Hands off my Panasini. Mm. I did. I did try and get felt my penicini, but I think it might have been one character over, so I couldn't do it. That would have been even better. My BBL super coach name was uh, was he a mad rooter? and then my second year after that was what do you mean was he? So that was a bit of a homage to the twelfth man. Uh, Gazi, did you have any? Oh, and this dude. Dude, where's that O'Car? I thought that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, again, play on play on a name. So I think we should. Um, we should try that. All try and get that next year. I know you go, oh my guards, that's a play on your name. No, mate, top 1,000 name. Stick it with it. Yes. Okay. And um, yours this year, Corn on the Cobo, Dan. That's pretty handy. And I know trainers this year. He's gone off the pain, pain in the house to Alfie's army in in uh, honour of his favourite ever player, his Alfie Langer. So. Short cousin kissing friend. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, Austin, here's a question for you, buddy. And it sort of sounds like we're just having a conversation here on, on the podcast. But as a friend of the show, Austin, send in a message of what you think my team, Dan, what you think my team will be next year. I think you'll get it, but uh, it could be shortened to SBR. That we doesn't don't sound to... anything like Queensland dogs. <laughs> we don't want to lead the witness, but Austin, send in a message next week uh, to see if you can guess the name of my team next year. All right. So on the back of Austin's question, his old man Alex has asked um, Jerome Luar joining the headgear dog. He started a, I think he must be a fan of yours, guards. He follows along and calls everything a dog now. Um, he said... While, while you bag the headgear dogs now, are there any headgear dogs that you've liked in the past? So favourite headgear dogs of all time? Definitely. There's two that come to mind straight away. Obviously, Steve Renoff, one of the greatest centres ever to play the game and one of my favourite players ever. He was a try-scoring back rower, the beaver Steve Menzies. He was one of the best to ever do it. So they're two of the best. I did enjoy... Um, I like when a little man wears a headgear. So Preston Campbell... Um, during his headgear time, I do. I did love um, Reed Marnie. I think he just came to the party a bit late. If you've ever seen Reed Marnie's ear, I think he He's probably should have been dog. wearing it for about four years prior because I think it's too late. He might as well not bother. Reed's Michael a headgear Ennis, dog. Michael Ennis, Guardsy? Headgear dog. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> so I'm showing my age with this. So like last week with, when I went back in time with the nicknames, I like the uh, headgear back in the 80s when not many people wore it. And I think it was a game between Canterbury and South. I think it might have been Peter Johnston from was Canterbury. Was he playing for Penrith at the time? Oh, I'm not sure. I thought it was, I don't know. Anyway, it was in a scrum. Les Davidson packed into the scrum and you see... Les Davidson literally punched his headgear right off his head. It was uh, his head was nearly of, in in it still. It's one of the funniest things that you can see. He sticks his head up out of the scrum and he's trying to find the truck that just ran over him. So, yes, very good. All right, thanks, boys, for the for the questions or the talking points. Um, the the next talking point, um, and I know Gardzi, you've got one. It's going to be late to the party. I'll let you introduce that one because otherwise, I fear you might wish harm to the player that we're going to talk about. Um, but this this uh, early talking point that Mark raised is, can you consider selling Billy Smith, Peachy, Harrison Edwards, or someone who plays round 16, but is unlikely to score big this week to make longer-term moves now? Take some pain this week to potentially ease some down the track, especially given round 13 showed you can survive without 13 this week. Mark, it's your talking point, so you might lead us off here. Yeah, so my thoughts with this were that you can try and get a week or two ahead of the curve here. So you, you've got guys who aren't going to score that well this week. They're not going to bust out 100, you wouldn't think, those sorts of guys. Um, can you move to someone, even if it means you play with 11 or 12 this week? I think I played with 12 in the first big buy round. Still saw green arrows, so you don't need 13. You've got high-scoring guys. Like, most people will have Nico Hines this week. So, you know, he's a big scorer. Lots of people have got Bateman in their team this week. Can you move one of those lower-scoring guys on? Leave you with 12. Can you move them to someone? Are you saying move them to someone not playing this week? Oh, To get ahead of the curve? Even if they're not playing this week, and you you can set your team up. Round 19, I think, is a harder round to cover than this round 16. Can you try and set yourself up for a few weeks down the track now, knowing that you can still get a pretty solid score with 12 this week rather than 13 or 14? So let's so let's consider someone like Harrison Edwards who plays this week but doesn't play next week. Is he someone you could move? High break even this week, I think 67 Something like that. I haven't really... I think I read that earlier today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you move him to someone who doesn't play this week, who plays next week, if it left you with 12? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I think that's... Yep, that's the question. If it, if it meant you got a genuine I, gun. I think... Is it worth if, moving this week? If you if you got the money this week and you're worried Edward scores 30 this week and then you're short of funds next week, then you miss out on the gun that you want, then it's probably worth doing. Especially if that gun doesn't play this week and you've kind of got it all calculated out yeah. and, and you need Edward's full 30. value this week. And then Edward scores 30 and you lose money and you're like, shit, I can't afford it. You can't it do it. So, yeah, there is there is probably good merit in, in having a look at that. So trying to map your trades forward a couple of weeks to look at someone who's going to play 17, 18, 19. I haven't really looked to think if there's anyone who fits but, that bill. I but, think we spoke about it earlier as well. Even if you mention it, Davo, if it's to get in a guy who's playing this week, who's a gun, but you're yeah. trading the bloke who's also playing this week, it's probably worth it too. Yep. So even if it means you've you you've got twelve to start with this week, and you've got like a peachy in your centres, and you want to move peachy to someone like Joey Marner who's playing fullback, you can see 
that it's probably just worth it not to trade someone like Jared Croker mm. if you've got him as well. If you don't have the funds, or if you can't, if you just think Croker with a low break even is worth hanging on to for a couple more weeks, move someone like Peachy to Amanu and still play with twelve. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's genuine cause for that. So um, I don't think the like it's it's like is it worth having thirteen if your thirteenth is just going to like score? Literally you. making up the numbers. Yeah. Like might punch out a thirty or a forty, but you set yourself up for a better score next week by having the genuine gun. Guardsy, take it away. Yeah, I was looking at it today, and I was like, oh, I've got three trades this week. This is exciting. So I thought, you know, why not use them all? <laughs> but I'm unsure. I was looking at it. I was like, Sonny Luke, do I really want to keep him? Who's plotted around that two hundred and twenty mark when Brendan Hands has played eighty last week? We're unsure about Hodgson. Would it be worth it to just bite the bullet on Sonny Luke and bring Brandon Hands in while he's basically the same price? Yeah, I think eight thousand different or something like that. So it's it's really not much. I think by the end of the week we'll have a pretty good picture of where Josh Hodgson stands with his neck injury. If it looks like it might be something like let's cross our fingers, it's something that might keep Hodgson out for six weeks, maybe even longer. Wouldn't be a terrible thing. And and then you can genuinely see hands who can play eighty minutes, scored forty on the weekend, got a break even of eight. Um, if he busts out forty without any attacking stats, he might that might be his base, and he might score a few more with some attacking stats, and end up in six weeks at four fifty five hundred, and that's some genuine money that you can use rather than Sonny Luke in six weeks is probably still going to be two hundred and twelve thousand. Can players actually go below their starting price? Is that a thing? Or do no, they, or do they go back to their... Drew Hutchinson's dropped to 200K. So do they just yeah, drop to 200? drop to the base. Drop yeah. to your base and then your break even just That's becomes it. ridiculous so you never get off that. Well, I'm assuming your break even can't be too high though because you're well, only worth 200K. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't think it's a bad shout. Mark, You, what do you think? No, I... So I think it's a good idea. I mean, the thing with carrying Sonny Luke is there was all this talk that he was going to build into it. His minutes were going to build up. Kenny was going to play in the back row and Sonny Luke was going to play 40 plus minutes at hooker. Well, it hasn't happened. And if everything was a happened yet, then I don't think it's going to happen now. And if you keep carrying Sonny Luke, well, then it it almost takes the The VC loop. loop out of the question because, you know, he's going to get 15 or 20. So do you want to carry that? Or if you if you pick up hands and it looks like his base is, if he plays 80 around that 40 mark, well, then you can probably cop a 40 as a AE, can't you? Oh, well, particularly if your captain's Gary, can he scores 160-odd like last week. So um, you certainly can pair that up with a 40 and be pretty happy. So, Dan, thoughts on hands and that, that scenario? Yeah, I, I've liked hand. I'd like to look at hands for mm. a few weeks now. I actually don't mind how he gets out of dummy half, and he actually has a bit of a running game. And I actually saw him as a cheapie a few weeks ago when he started to be named a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm pretty keen on that." But I'd already sort of made enough trades in the hooker position, and I know that's somewhere where you, David, haven't really mm. liked to have made too many trades this year, and sort of. Well, it's how I've still ended up with Sunny Luke. That's for sure. And that's. 
but it's how you've still ended up with heaps of trades left. Well, a few trades left, a lot more than myself and probably Guardsy, I guess. But, um, you know, I, I've made a few trades in the hooker position already. So I'm pretty happy with the flexibility I've got with my man, uh, Sweet Baby Ray. Oh, I thought you were going to say JMK. I, I think the other thing we forgot to mention, though, was Hans plays round 19 as well. Yeah. That was yeah. Yeah, was plays this round that. and next round. Only misses eighteen, but they're the only team on the bye, and then yeah. doesn't have a bye all the way to the end. So that last round. round. That yeah. could be that's he's that's bonus points almost as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's uh very good, very good. All right, talking points without trainer wrapped up for the week. I think we won't see him for a few more weeks. I think he's away till the end of the school holidays, which is about five weeks away. So hopefully we can get a cameo from him somewhere. He might even ask us an audio question like uh. Austin did this week, but I doubt it. Yeah, he might he might lose Shepherd status into friend of the show status. No, but, fuck him. Uh... He's not even a friend. <laughs> Trade talk this week, boys. Uh, three trades available. Four if you've got a boost. Got a boost. Uh, so, yeah, a few trades could be made this week. Guardsy, I know that you're itching to make some trades. Oh, I only made one last week or two. What it hurt? Yeah. Oh no, I made two last week. I'm a liar. I made one the week before. Soft. I uh, I did make a sneaky trade last week. I thought I'd just announce it before we get on to this week. I uh, ended up bringing in my man Ronaldo, so that was exciting. First week owned him. So the Ronaldo's How'd back. He go? Seventy three. Scored a try. Geez, that's not bad in a flogging. Yeah, my man Ronaldo delivered, boys. He knew I he knew I brought him in. But anyway, let's talk about this week. So this week, I am trading out Ellie Katoa because I he's got a massive break even. Not playing this week. Saw I. Can't see. They're unsure. I read the physio saying un, they're still unsure how long he will be out. It depends on some things. So with a big break even, so I'm going to trade him. I'm Did you trade him out before? Did you trade no, him out and no, back in? I held him. Okay. But I'm not going to, I can't ride that roller coaster again. But anyway, I'm also trading out Greg Marzu. I know he's got a semi decent break even, but I'm, I'm doing it, boys. I'm stacked in the center wing, so Greg's not a must for me. And I'm also trading out Sonny Luke. So I'll be trading in Brendan Hands. I'll be bringing in finally. I've been wanting more years, so I'm going to bring in Britton Nakora, which is exciting. And I'm also, unfortunately, bringing in the headgear dog, Kalen Ponga. I was, boys. I almost pulled the trigger on Dylan Edwards, but I've held back, unfortunately. Is Dylan Edwards down to a reasonable price now? What's he down to? No, uh, he's still got a break even of 120, and he's like 697, I think. So, he was 800 yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. So six ninety seven sounds like a bloody good buy for him. Yeah, but Ponga, I'm going to take the risk on Ponga. I'm probably more inclined that Ponga's going to do better than Edwards because. Yeah, I think we just with Edwards is going to have heaps of base. I think, but I just don't know if he's going to have the attacking stats without Cleary and Lua. Mm-hmm. So on that note, I'm going to VC the headgear dog Ponga as well, and I'm going to captain my man, the wet haired god. The only way to go, mate. Nice. Well, Garzi, on your Greg Marzi chat there, I like that. I, I actually mentioned it off air, but was sort of encouraged to maybe look elsewhere to make the trade. But 
Um, I'm looking at moving on Jeremy Marshall King. Looks like he's got that injury to the shoulder. Um, a lot of money sitting up there. Big break even as well. Um, and I can, yeah, make it. I like when I can make cute trades. Like, cute. Yeah. It's a little cute. You know, you can just like. It's got sweet baby Ray in it then if it's a cute yeah, trade for it's, sure. It's a bit cute. You can kind of move a few people around and with one trade, you know, you've moved three positions and you feel like you're ahead of the game a little bit. Like I, I get a bit. I feel like you're behind the game because you bought Jeremy Marshall King in two weeks ago for a reason. No, and he's more than scored you. What's his score? What's his score you since you brought him in? Yeah, I don't know. He scored. He scored big in that. First he's lost your lost your fortune. I, I I I don't like the move. I'm going to tell you that straight up. I don't think I like it. I would rather have Get Grant and Jeremy. I'd rather have Grant and Jeremy Marshall King as my two hookers and just be done with it. Unless I found out Marshall King's injury was. Going to be bring, more than four weeks. Who's he bringing in, though? I think he's important. Well, I'm going to bring in Ponga at 5'8". So how I'm going to do that, uh, well, yeah. that, that's at this point, was Jeremy Marshall King to Ray Stone, well, sweet baby Ray, uh, then Schuster back up into the forwards, and I can bring in Ponga. So you're going to run with sweet baby Ray as your second hooker? Yep. For how long? Oh, just probably the rest of the year. I can't not have Sweet Baby Ray in my team. Mm. And he you has want him, to be there. But you want him in a position where there's only two players. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just saying. I don't know. Well, I, I feel I, like you're wasting feel, a lot of trade. But he's got the flexibility to move Sweet Baby Ray around later if he needs oh, to. Mate, Sweet Baby Ray. Like, like he's like a gigolo in his super coach team. I, like me, I'm expecting Kalen to get a concussion soon, and then I'll go Kalen Pong and Dylan Edwards. Yeah, so he can then go Kalen Ponga back to Jeremy Marshall King. Yeah, and just how many trades you boys got? <laughs> Thousands. Enough. <laughs> Untrue. Still double digits. Stop double lying, figures. dogs. You've got double digits. I've got double digits, mate. That's yeah, me huge. too. Yeah, I wouldn't be confident with ten. So yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just kind of having a look. That was a lot of imes. Um. Yeah, I'm still having a look at who I'm bringing in. I, I like Kalen Pong. I like Joey Manu. I want to get Jared Croker out of my team. Who do you like more? If you had to choose Joey Manu, Jared Pong. Uh, Jared Pong. Kalen as a bloke Pong or as a footballer? Say that again. As a bloke or as a footballer? Well, for super coach. To hang out with at the pub. Oh, not Kalen. He's a sh- he'd be a shit bloke. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Pong is, Pong is the guy I want. After seeing him live last week, it was just exciting to watch. So... Pong is the guy I want. Whether I can manage to get Manu into my team as well, I don't Let's know, do without it. tearing it apart to... yeah, Without know. selling like a Jeremy Marshall King or a Maybe. Greg Mars, you I, I want to find out a little bit more. I want to find out a little bit more about Marshall King's injury, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Probably... Just trade That's... Greg out, mate. Be brave like me. The third well, best ranked center wing you're going to trade out because you're stacked in been, the center wings. Who, who has you're now stacked been in the center wings. You're stacked in the center wings with blokes that are worse than him. No. Not true. Yeah, well, but... well, there's only two people better than him, and I probably... which means he's the third best option as a centre wing. And All you're I'm trade saying him out is, for who? It's round sixteen. He's been dropped twice already, mate. He's he got dropped for missing the bus. He'll be back if he's not back next week. Yep, then I'd trade. But okay. seriously, how can you not have a look at a bloke who's the third best scoring centre wing? But I can bring him back in. That's not an issue, mate. <laughs> it is an issue because you've got like. Mate, you've got enough trades that you take your shoes and your gloves off and you put your prong out and that's all you got left. You haven't got that many when that's you're going to have to... Well, 
I don't know. How I long's this season? What, what, if, what if it's a big brawl? <laughs> it doesn't count for more than one. I the can, season doesn't go. You for can only give them one. Rounds. You can only give them one. We've got double digits. It's enough. I just, I just think you blokes in particular need to, and then <laughs> to really look at trading out people who are in the top three in their position to just to make a trade. That's what it feels like. Yeah, but we've got trades. We must you use don't. them. But I'm yeah. just like. I don't know. It just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Can't take your trades with you. Yeah, that's exactly no, what no, I said but, at the start. No, you can't. Be using them in the last three or four rounds. It'd be it's nice. So much it'd be nice time. to watch the roller coaster. Hey, guards. It'd be heaps yeah. nicer to take Greg Mars you into the last rounds. You boys rode the roller coaster with me last year. How fun was it? I had no trades, but it worked. <laughs> How many weeks was it? Three or four weeks? You had no trades. Think, yeah, it was the last four. month. It was, it was the last longer. month of the season. And you I still have a pair of socks. Exactly. So I don't even care this year. By the skin on the thing that he took out last. Mm. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, well, there was a good argument. Yeah. We don't have them very often, but well, I disagree entirely with well, Jerry Marshall King and Greg Marju as trades this week. Anyway, I haven't quite figured it out, but I will be VCing King Gutho. And captaining the wethead god Nico Hines. Yes, I'll jump in. So that's my VC and captaincy play as well. Um, on the trade front, I've got eighteen left before I make any trades this week. Uh, I will be trading out this week. Peachy, hence my talking point with that trainer earlier. I'll be trading out Peachy. I was looking to perhaps. Bring Karaz in, but again, I think we've I've said it a few times. I'm very easily led, and I think Ponga is a good play. So I can, I've got Manu at five eight at the moment, so I can trade out Peachy, who I've got in the centres, swing Manu down, put Ponga in at five eight, um, and the whole auto emergency nightmare of Sunny Luke. I think that is that is a good move that you are making, Guardsy. Sonny Luke to Brendan Hands this week. I might just wait until I hear um, how long Hodgson is out for, but that will likely be another trade, and they will be the two that I make this week, which leaves me with 16. I think I look at the Brendan Hands trade. He's played every game this year pretty much as well, and he's sitting at the same price as Sonny Luke, which means he's probably been scoring very similar to Sonny Luke. So you've got to know that his job's changed before I'd be happy to bring him in. Because Hodgson is probably just going to stroll back in and be the start. If it's only a week or two, yeah, that's you're not getting any improvement out of going Sonny Luke to Brendan Hands. So you've got to know that his job's changed. Yeah. And that's oh, the only sure. that's the only proviso I'll make on that one because he's at the same price as Sonny Luke for a reason. Um, I'm making – so I've got 20 trades left before we trade this week with a boost. Um, I think I'm going to make two trades this week. I might make a third. Just see how I feel – around, but I am getting rid of Fafita this week. I held him last week just to see where the money needed to go. Um, so I've sold Fafita and Cleary this week. I've moved Schuster back into the back row. Not proud to still own Schuster, but he's surely a big score's coming again. Um, and I've got Ponga and Nico Hines because I was one of the people that was pretty convinced Nico was going to play all three origins. Proven wrong, so I'm glad I saved the trade last week and didn't trade Cleary to Moses because then I would have felt like I needed to trade Moses again. And there's the reason why you don't just pull the trigger straight away and and you have a little bit of a wait. And I've got Nico in and Ponga in. 
I've got 832,000 in the bank, uh, 18 trades left with a boost. And I'm thinking I might go Jared Croker or Peachy via Jules to Joey Manu this week. Most certainly won't be selling Marsu. Um, happy to have kept Val Holmes through the origin period because he's shown that he can get good scores in a backup game as well. So um, feeling pretty good about that. Captain Nico Hines, you bring him in, you captain him. I think you stick with the pack this week and try and get the good score. And VC, Kalen Ponga. If Ponga scores 80-plus, I think I'd loop um, because I've got 14 named, which means Sonny Luke probably doesn't end up being my AU. Like he doesn't go into my top 13 anyway. So, um, yeah, pretty happy with that. What are we up to now? The, as everyone told us, the trades captains, vice captains. I'm going to put us. I've got a slide to put up, or something on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Sweet, sweet content. Yeah, some bit of content on Thursday. So hopefully the boys can lock in their their uh, trades for Thursday and their captain, vice captain stuff, and I'll put it up so that everyone can. I'll lock in my trades and then chuck my phone in the safe. Yeah, make sure it's not Greg Marsh or Jeremy Marshall King. Do it another way, please. All right, I think succulent Chinese meal multi had to go last week. Oh, please. You wouldn't be here. Definition, definition of insanity. Right. Ask Mark for three three uh, anytime try scorers and expect it to win. Well, we're going again. Oh, thank goodness. Hey, we're, we're away. We'll be, we'll be in again. Righto, this week I've gone off the same game. Oh, we'll spread it over the weekend. I feel so much better now. Do you? No. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Righto. So the three try scorers this week, Kyle Felt. Oh. What? No, nah, love him. Got dropped, but yep, keep going. Got dropped the week before. I like it. Though. Celebrate it. So perhaps I like we it. need to. I think it's a good one. Oh, perhaps yes. we need to go the opposite way. Because usually we're like, yes, I love that. Yeah. And then it doesn't come off. So yeah. I'm okay with it. Then Sevo anyway. at Combank Stadium. Yep. And then to bring it home. Will Kennedy for the Sharks against the Bulldogs. Those three to get a try. Dan likes to guess the price. Oh, I do love this game. Oh, Sevo's what dollar dollar something at Combank. Oh, three bucks. Yeah, three eighty. No, no. Seven dollars fifty. Cuts, well, he always goes way too much. He does. That's not. That's not way too much. Seven dollars. Last 20... time I said eight forty, it was eight dollars. Seven dollars twenty four, eight dollars and eight cents with a boost. So oh, there you I'm, go, right I'm in the middle. That's right. <laughs> me, sign me up, sports bet. I just don't know about Kyle Felt, Mark. Yeah. Why not? Oh, I, I just... don't know about Will Kevin. Yeah. The only one you know I like in the Sharks game, Talakoi. Well, anyway, we'll 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 go with it. If if people you win are, some, you lose more. We we never win. So how about you fucking win one this year at least? Yeah, well, one will come up. Saving it up for round twenty-seven. One will come up eventually. But gamble responsibly, Mark. What do you have on that five dollars? Five dollars. Five dollars. Yeah. So <laughs> we're not we're not getting a trip to the Bahamas out of it. That's for sure. And so at round fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've, just working my way into it. Yeah, he needs he needs Garzy to say thirty six dollars because I'd say that's what we need to win. Or you need a couple in a row no, to come up. So, but uh, yeah, hopefully um, we've steered you into some some winners this week, and we've picked a couple of blokes. You've got thirteen. Make sure you get the VC and the C right. You only need to find thirteen good players this week. A thousand proved to be a pretty good score 
um, last buy round. So if we can get up near that again, anything over 900, I think saw green arrows last time. So pretty happy to get 850, 900, and I think we'll see some greenies because I think there might be a few teams in a bit of trouble with the origin teams selected and a few injuries um, that have hit at this time. So little bit of conjecture on the show this when we got to our trades we had a bit of an argument which we don't often do guards are usually just sprays everyone so uh, hopefully you, you enjoyed that and the, the controversy um, thanks for the people that provided some content for us this week and slid into the dms and uh, may the super coach gods bless your sides this week ta-ta and farewell